0: listening to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with host Shereen Rice on the CWR Talk Network. Good evening. This is Shereen Rice with Making a Difference About Domestic Violence. Last week I had car troubles and was unable to have my show, but I'm back this week and all is well. My goal for this show is to educate and help in a healing journey for those that are suffering from domestic abuse. I'm pre-recording tonight, so you cannot call in. Um, I took my, uh, uh, if you are listening, sorry, if you are listening tonight and would like to get in touch with me, email me at shereencwr at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And let me spell that out for you. S-H-A-R-E-E-N-E. C-W-R at gmail.com. The reason why I want to reiterate that is because I want some feedback. If um, you agree, disagree with what I'm saying tonight, or if you have additional ideas, I would love to hear them. I would like to remind everyone that our show is every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 Mountain, 8 Central. My show can also be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Play if you subscribe to those services. If you want direct links to those services, you can go to the CWR homepage on our website, cwrtalknetwork.com, and click on the logo for that service. Okay, for anyone who may be, uh, I don't think this topic is triggering, but it might be. So if it is, please call the national hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233. Okay, we're going to go to a public service announcement. Be right back. My savings are gone. Okay, where were they last? Here, right before I spent them on that vacation to Aruba. Weird. Not weird. Not saving now means no money later. For free ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with your host, Shereen Rice, on the CWR Talk Network. Welcome back. This is Shereen with Making a Difference About Domestic Violence. Okay, so tonight I thought we'd talk about self-evaluation. The reason why is because Uh, Of my experience with uh, DV uh, survivors, uh, thrivers, and um, victims and abusers, there is definitely uh, different behavioral patterns. So I want to discuss those. So sometimes, just so you know, uh, victims will sometimes retort or uh, reflect or, you know, just lash back out using um, abusive tactics. So that is actually not abnormal. What I want you to do is to avoid taking on abusive tactics because it did work for your abuser, right? So maybe it's going to work for you. That's what we all think at some point. We need to have complete healing. To do that, you need to have healthy thought processes instead of unhealthy ones. So let's start with the top. Thrivers and survivors are are the healthy behaviors is what I'm going to be sharing. And abusers have the unhealthy behaviors. So I want you to think about these. um, What is healthy? What is unhealthy? Okay, thrivers and survivors of abuse tell their story, don't we all? It's really healthy, isn't it? Abusers tell a lie and wrap a truth around it when they're telling a story. So keep that in mind abusers tell a lie and they wrap a truth around it a a thriver or survivor tell their story Uh, i'm not even going to go into what victims tell you because a lot of times they're in shock so that wouldn't even um, be uh, i wouldn't even consider that okay thrivers and survivors help other victims of abuse and they have a strong desire to serve. They, they've been there. They want to help others. They don't want it to happen to anyone else. And the first thing that really goes through the mind, I've heard this from a lot of survivors and thrivers is they don't want what happened to them to happen to anyone else. That was the first thing that went through my mind as well. Let me describe a a thriver as someone who is um, a, a survivor, someone who gets is out of a, situation and is getting healthy. A thriver is still getting healthy and they've been out for a while and they're helping others usually by this point. Okay. Uh okay so survivors and thrivers um help abuse victims. Abusers can think of nothing but hurting their victim. Now their victim may or may not be just one person. It may be several individuals. It may be Now I consider people victims as well when they fall prey to an abuser in their lives. So they're also victims if they believe the lies. Okay. Thrivers and survivors think towards peace. All they want is stasis in their life. They just want peace. They want normality. Whereas abusers think of power and control over their victim. And it doesn't matter what they have to do to do that. Um, Peace. Uh, normality never enters their mind because they don't care about it. All they want is power and control over their victim and their lies and manipulation will accomplish that goal. Okay, thrivers and survivors, strengthen those around them. One thing you find about thrivers and survivors is they want to help others. And I think I brought this up earlier as well. That is an innate feeling is to want to help others not just other victims but anybody I remember thinking I just need to serve I don't care if it's walking an old lady across the street I, I didn't care what it was I needed to serve serve others it wasn't until later that I wanted to serve victims I, I wanted to serve victims right away or um, survivors and thrivers but I didn't know how and um when you first get out you don't know how. So just work at serving and then you can serve other um victims and uh, victims and thrivers and survivors. Okay, abusers, however, can think of nothing but hurting I'm sorry. Um I just got okay. So abusers on the flip side of that, uh can only think about using people around them And that's really It's all about them That's usually a narcissistic um, view Is It's all about them How can these people What can these people do for me That's uh, A lot of work right there Thrivers and survivors speak About what brings joy And they want what brings joy They want joy <laughs> right? They want peace. They want joy. Okay. Abusers smear and gossip about their latest victim. Smear campaigns are very popular with abusers. And one thing they'll do is they'll go to anybody. And I mean, anyone who thinks um, that someone might be on your side and they'll do do and say anything to get that get to turn get them to turn. Do and say anything to get them to turn. Victims, uh survivors and thrivers will usually just tell what happened, um their story, which is uh yeah, it's could be damaging to an abuser. Uh but usually abusers have already uh They've isolated themselves so that they can't be hurt. They, you know, in any way. Um, but watch that. If someone's talking to you about someone else negatively, they're toxic, and that's an abusive behavior. I've seen that a lot. I've seen that a lot recently in my life. I've seen it a lot in a lot of lives. I um. I don't listen to it. Or I'll say something positive about that person. That will piss them off. I'm okay with that. They will do and say whatever they have to to try to turn me. It's not going to happen. Because I know the truth about certain individuals. Okay, so um, my next one is thrivers and survivors take ownership of their errors. And what they can control in their environment. Um, and I notice victims do the same thing. They say, yeah, I I did that. Um, but one thing the abuser did is what? He told a lie, wrapped a little truth around it. And so the victim or the survivor is agreeing to the truth, not the lie part, right? So abusers do not take any accountability unless... There isn't a loss that makes them look good in their environment. So they're like, oh, yeah, I did that. But they'll minimize what they did, maximize what the um, victim did, and still try to come out looking like a shiny penny. Okay, thrivers and survivors feel pain and sadness for their loss. And just so you know, they'll probably be going through a lot of the grieving process. They have been traumatized. They have been, they have a huge loss. The person that they married or that they knew isn't the person that they are. This other, the abuser isn't. Um, It was a facade that the abuser put on. And that's who they fell for, fell in love with and married. Then after they got married, then they find out that this uh, abuser is someone else. So that's why there's sadness for their loss. And that's why they go through the grieving process. Uh, They've been traumatized by the abuser through the different types of abuse, psychological abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, um, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, financial abuse, and so forth. Okay. So abusers find someone to take the place of their victim and start again. My last abuser Uh, I don't think it was five minutes before he was taking off to Salt Lake for his other girlfriend, (laughs) which I didn't know about at the time. I found out later. Um, So while the victim or the survivor is reeling in pain, the abuser feels no pain because they make sure they don't feel any pain because they cover that pain up. Um, That's a very sociopathic behavior um, Through something else And uh, another relationship Is one way To do that Okay, thrivers and survivors Work hard to build others up So one thing that survivors and thrivers Realize is uh, That we all around us Need those to be um, Boistered Um, Lifted, strengthened, all of it. Whereas abusers work hard to tear their victim down. And anyone, they'll tear down anyone who sides with the victim. It's just what they do. It's how they do it. It's how they get more power and control over their victim. I literally know one, uh, I'm going to share this, it's so sad, Uh, victim who... Uh, the abuser called their ecclesiastical leader, all their friends, um, other people in their church. And these people were just coming down on this victim because of all these horrible things that she supposedly did. And she did none of them. <clears throat> amazing. Absolutely Amazing. Thrivers and survivors would throw themselves. Uh, I'm sorry, would throw themselves in front of a bus, whereas abusers will throw the victim under the bus. If you know someone who's throwing a victim under a bus, uh, look at them as the abuser. Then go talk to the other person, and if they're throwing themselves in front of the bus for their victim, I mean for their abuser, they're the victim. This is one of the hardest parts for law enforcement because they, number one, only have a high school diploma. Of course, we know they do have training, but they are not trained well enough in this area to identify who is the abuser and who is the victim, hence why they arrest victims so frequently. Okay, thrivers and survivors stay quiet. They talk to a therapist or have um, special people that they can trust and talk to them. Um, Or talk to other people who have endured abuse Whereas abusers Will flip the script Make the victim look like the abuser And tell everyone who will listen And I'll say this to everyone The first person to say Hey I'm a victim of abuse Is usually the abuser (laughs) I'm not kidding I am just totally in shock At how frequently that happens It's more often than not a victim is traumatized so they don't even realize what happened, let alone that they were a victim of abuse. So that's usually what happens. Um, thrivers and survivors will usually tell the truth. Abusers will lie. So this is what I always, you know, I love when people go to court with abusers. A victim will always tell it like it was, like what happened. And just so you know, when shock happens, it's it's like temporary and they're like totally oblivious, but then things come back to mind and it is it is strong. They know exactly what happened, how it happened, when it happened, where it happened, so forth. But abusers will go to court and they'll lie. So there you go. You got a victim who's telling the truth. You got an abuser who's lying. And you have a DA who really doesn't know the truth if they're protecting the abuser, does know the truth they're uh, protecting the victim. And you got a lawyer who's lying. But the thing about... An abuser is; they are a better liar than an, a a a survivor or a thriver is a truth sayer. Just it's just they have been raised to be liars. Victims, abusers, and thrivers have not. So the only thing they know to say is the truth. So I'm going to tell you right now. My heart goes out to judges. And any judge that can tell the difference, my hat's off to you because you're absolutely amazing and an anomaly. doesn't happen very often. Okay. Um, Thrivers share their perspective. Abusers project what they did onto the victim and blame the victim. So... One thing about thrivers and survivors is they will share what they know. And abusers, remember I said, though, the first ones to say they are victims because they project what they did onto the victim. Blame the victim to be an abuser. So common. Survivors and thrivers work to pick up the pieces of their life and continue with their life. The best they can. Abusers continue to threaten, blame, shame, smear, demean, and ridicule their victim. And this happens a lot. Um, it happens all the time. I would say it happens in absolutely every single case of abuse. When a thriver survivor wants to pick up their pieces, move on, put that person behind them, all the uh, the victim. Uh, The abuser just wants to continue to threaten, blame, shame, smear, demean, ridicule, um, ignore, whatever they can do to re-victimize that victim. You know, that being said, I also noticed that thrivers and survivors apologize to their victim, uh, to their abuser, I'm sorry. And abusers will not apologize to their victim. They just won't. They don't feel they did anything wrong, which I will get to. Okay, so thrivers and survivors love. Abusers are incapable of love. Let me say that again. Thrivers and survivors are capable of love. Abusers are incapable of love. They are capable of pretending to feel, to care, to love. But they have no feelings of consideration. I don't think they can even even feel pain because I think it'd be too difficult for them. Um, anything they say uh, that is um, positive, they use those words for power and control only. So if they say "I love you," that is, uh, they only say it to to bring you into their power and control. Any uh, any kindness on their part, I, again, would think that would only be for power and control purposes. And I'm not just talking about their victim. I'm talking about everybody around them. They have to bring those people into their nest. Uh, again, uh, they have to try to turn anyone that is for the victim or for the survivor, or for the thriver. They have to try to turn them, so they'll say, do whatever they have to, to do that. Okay, thrivers and survivors, grief, the loss of a relationship. Now, remember what I told you about grief. There's a cycle of grief, right? There's shock, there's bartering, there's depression, there's anger, um, there's acceptance. There's a few more. So they'll cycle. It's what we call cycling. They'll cycle through those emotions. So if you know an abuser, I'm sorry, if you know a victim, why do I keep saying that? If you know a victim who's lashing out saying, I wish I wasn't alive. I wish I was dead. I wish I got hit by a truck. Okay. Do not put them into a behavioral modification center. Okay. They just need to be spoken to. They just need to be um de escalated. They need to be pushed into the other um into another category that will help them towards acceptance. So this one girl, again, I read on her Facebook today, she just wished she wasn't alive, wish you know. Which we all do that when you're uh, cycling. And she's cycling. And I said, you're cycling? Message me. So, and you know, one thing you don't have to worry about is if you care about someone and you want to be a support to them, you can be a support to them. You don't have to be a a therapist to do it. I tell you, there is millions of women around the United States and around the world. Who help others every single day And guess what they do not They are not therapists That doesn't mean that they don't need a therapist They may And that could be recommended by you As you're giving support Okay abusers um, Of course they're not grieving The loss of a relationship Like survivors are right They flaunt new relationships In the face of their victim Let me say that again. They will flaunt new relationships in the face of their victim. And how soon did I tell you they move on to another victim? Because they are victims. I don't want to call them relationships because they're not relationships. They're the next victim. And they need to be felt sorry for, actually. And what do I feel about that? I feel you need to tell the latest victim that you were abused, they won't believe you, they will not believe you, but it'll be in the back of their head that you were abused, and they'll watch for those red flags if they even know what those look like and abusers are usually better the second time than they were the first. they just keep getting better and better and better, it's like lice they keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger, so you can't you can't get rid of them okay so. <clears throat> Thrivers and survivors feel anger, depression, shock, denial, and eventually acceptance. Remember I told you about the cycling. Abusers don't feel. They replace. I think I went over this before when I said that they were um, about the relationships. Okay, thrivers and survivors will ask, why does he do that? Have you ever done that? That's a very, very healthy question to ask why does he do that to me why does he talk to me like that why does he act like that an abuser will call their victim a crazy psycho well they'll do one of five things they like the word crazy or anything uh, uh, affiliated with that like psycho number two they like the word okay and this is uh, a PG-13 word bitch and um, anything that would be affiliated with that. They also talk about, uh, they will also talk about your weight. They will talk about your, and it will be negatively. Okay. They'll talk about your looks and it will be negative. And they will talk about your sexuality and it will be negative. That is unhealthy. Very healthy for a, a victim, survivor or thriver to ask, why does he do that? Very healthy. Okay, thrivers and survivors speak peaceably when discussing an issue. Now, what is the baseline for all abusers is it's power and control. So what do they do to get power and control? There's a lot of actions that they take. One is they get mad. They may raise their voice. They may start um, telling you how stupid you are for believing that. And you will second-guess yourself. You will think, oh... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this peaceable person is just being nice to control me. Um, that being said, an abuser can also um, use be nice. In fact, I will tell you, abusers are typically very, very charismatic. Everybody loves an abuser. You know, um, They just do. They're wonderful. They're great. They're sweet. They're kind. And they abuse. So they're not great. They're horrible men or women. Uh, Let me talk about that a second as well. Men, um, if something is physical, usually it's men, 96%. Uh, If it is uh, women, typically we use verbal, psychological, emotional, all of that, because because we're not physically built to ever hurt anyone. Now, if you see a woman slapping a man, you may want to find out why she slapped him. Um, Women typically will not be physical unless they're retorting. Okay, so if a woman is physical now again, it's a very small percentage, but it does happen that women you know can be physical with men. It's usually when you have it's it's it happens, but it's most unusual, like I said, it's four percent, okay. Okay. Um Remember when I said abusers speak peace? Uh, uh, survivors and survivors speak peaceably when discussing an issue. Abusers get mad, raise their voice as a way to control their listener. It is their method to get you to believe them. So they'll do whatever you, they have to to get you to believe them. I remember one time um, a victim said to me, she goes, "Everybody at church loves my abuser." They think he's absolutely wonderful. Why can't they understand that behind closed doors he's completely different, that he's a monster, that he's mean, that he ridicules, he demeans, he constantly yells at me. You know, an abuser doesn't have to just hit or be sexually inappropriate. An abuser is someone who raises their voice. Is someone who, and I'm not saying when your kids are running across the street, hey, stop, and you're raising your voice, that's not abuser, okay? That's protecting another person. So let's be real here. We know the difference between trying to help someone and raising your voice and uh, raising your voice because you are an abuser. There's a difference. Okay, survivors and survivors will go on with their life, and they want to go on. They want stasis. They want peace. They they just want to go on. An abuser will try to hurt them by calling friends, employers, make false accusations. I think I told you about one of those, right? I was just in shock at the length. And it was a girl who was trying to hurt another girl. Girls can be abusers. And remember what I said? They're psychological, emotional abusers, verbal abusers as well. And she went out of her way to try to hurt this girl. I was just in shock. Called her ecclesiastical leader, um, people at the church told her all these, told them all these lies. They actually believed the abuser because the abuser would play plays, and I know her, and she plays and feigns um, meek and mild and weak a lot what victims sometimes do that are women. Women will do whatever they have to 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 feign the vic feign being a victim. Anything. Okay, remember what I said that thrivers speak peaceably. They um just want peace, they want joy, they want stasis. Well, an abuser, this is an unhealthy behavior, will minimize what they did, maximize what the other person did. So you're like, Oh my gosh, they did that because they're like, Oh, I just kind of slightly touched her and she just blew up at me. Well, the truth is, let's do the real reality. The reality is is he said something offensive or um He said something offensive Intentionally offensive She reacted He punched her Or slapped her And and she started yelling at him Reaction is normal Among victims I can't emphasize that Enough Victims react To abuse Because they know, abusers know what we will do to react. Thriver survivors have gotten or want help to get well. Abusers don't have a problem. Everybody else does. That's the problem. And that's that's the, that's a narcissistic and a sociopathic behavior. They don't have a problem. Everybody else does. Raising the voice, of course, is borderline. And sometimes victims and survivors become abusers by raising their voice. Now, when you retort and you raise your voice, are you now a, an abuser? No, you're using abusive tactics to find peace. To get that person away from you. So, what I'm saying is listen to what I've said, replay it, talk to yourself, evaluate. Do I use abusive tactics or do I use thriver survivor tactics? Healthy tactics. There's no reason to yell in a discussion. I don't yell. I don't want to be yelled at. I'll tell them I'm not yelling. They don't need to yell. Or I'll walk away. I don't need to listen to anyone like that. Neither do you. Set your boundaries. I had one of my children the other day start yelling at another child for something that child had done a few years ago. And I said, I'm sorry. You will not be talking to your sibling like that because you did the same thing that that person is doing right now. And you did it in a very precarious situation. And you needed 10 times more money than he did. So set your boundaries with your children. Set your boundaries with your uh, perspective companions or your companions. And if you don't know what boundaries are, there's a great book called Boundaries. Um, I have to tell you, I'm very crappy at setting boundaries. I'm still working on that. And I consider myself a thriver. Um, But I do set my boundaries. uh, And and abusers don't like boundaries. They will lash out at boundaries. Just know that. I am getting a lot better at boundaries, I will say that. I'm getting a lot better at Red Flags. I'm getting a lot better at all of it, but it's a process. I asked a friend of mine who had been out of her abusive situation for 20 years. And I said, I had only been out four at that time. And I said, how long does it take you to heal? And they said to me, is I've been out 20 years and I'll let you know when I'm there. So sometimes, and all of you know this, I don't hide it. I believe that the Savior is all healing. I also know that sometimes, or believe, not know, I believe, that sometimes we are left with some of the pain to keep our boundaries strong, to keep our red flags available. Because if we were completely healed Then what do we do We completely trust everyone Which I do anyway unfortunately And we don't set our boundaries Which I have started to do In the last year or so And And red flags It's awful when I can sit in a meeting with cops And I can start Writing down red flags Unfortunately I know too many red flags And Um And that has happened. So I want you to be prepared. I want you to self-evaluate. Do you have abusive tactics? Do you have healthy tactics? Do you have unhealthy tactics? Now, a victim will use from time to time unhealthy tactics, right? Because it's lashing back out at the abuser. And basically, we look at it as, well, it worked for you. It's going to work for me when we don't realize we're developing an environmental learned behavior of abuse while we do that my admonishment is don't be toxic don't uh if you see that you have um an abusive tactic change it you know one thing about abusers? They don't change it. They don't want to have a change. In fact, the last abuser I had, he goes, you scare me. I said, "You, I better scare you because you're a narcissist. I better scare you because you're a sociopath and I know what you do. And I know how you do it. And you need help. Now, do I ever, ever, ever talk to abusers about abuse? No. Why? Because they don't get it. They're too into their abuse to understand they need help. So why did I talk to him? Because a friend of mine said, you know what? I think he'd be accepting. He's different. He's not like that. He will accept what you have to say. He will take in. He will get the help. Let him know. Okay. Error number one: Never talk to an abuser. Cause what did he say? He said, "Oh, you scare me." Yeah, I better scare you. I said, "You're scared because you're a narcissist, and narcissists are afraid of me, and they should be." I said, "You're afraid. You're scared because you're a sociopath, and sociopaths are afraid of me. The reason why they're afraid of me is because I I know you. I got your number, and you need a lot of help. And you know that I know that." Have a good night, everybody. Don't forget, May 29th and May 30th is the Domestic Violence Conference in Southern Utah at the beautiful Tuacon in Ivins. Ivins, Utah. It's just absolutely beautiful. So check out the Tuacon, but also check out DVAConference.com. And uh, we're sealing up uh, all of our speakers as I speak. I've just uh, acquired two more last night. So we're doing really good. We should have our schedule out by the end of February, I believe. And so I want you to plan on it. It's two days, 8 to 4, on Friday and on Saturday. Have a good night and stay safe.